0: you know, today we are celebrating Mother's Day. And if you did not know it, act like you did. And so this is a, this is a great day, a special day for our mothers. And I, it's very it's in one sense, it's very strange for me. Uh, last week, I preached on marriage as if I'm an expert. Don't know what I'm talking about, so I have to look into the scripture there. And then today, if you look in your bulletin, it says a good woman. And you might be saying, well, what in the world do you know about womanhood? And uh, not much, uh, so uh, today I want you to know that I'm not going to be sharing with you from what's in my head Because there's not a whole lot in there But what we're going to do is we're just going to look into the Bible to see what Scripture has to say about women and about motherhood Now there is no doubt that mothers have a special role in the lives of their children I mean, would you all agree with that? And and again, it would be smart if you don't, just to go ahead and nod your head, yes, anyway. But we all have an idea or a belief that women play a special role in the lives of their children. Uh, As a matter of fact, if you look through Scripture, one thing that you're going to find in the Bible is that women and mothers played a very significant role in establishing the Christian faith. And so they, they, they hold, they've always held in the Christian circles, going back into Scripture, a high place of honor and a place where they were to be recognized and praised. Now, that is interesting to me because in the Greek culture in which much of the New Testament was written, the Greek culture did not value women. Uh, they were basically seen as being no more than just a piece of property no better than being a slave but throughout christian history women have held places of honor uh, let me share with you an old jewish proverb I mean, these are a couple of proverbs that i think are that are kind of they're kind of neat it says god couldn't be everywhere and so God made mothers. And I thought, oh, that's, kind of, that's a nice ah uh, moment. But that's an old, an old Jewish proverb. Another one that I totally agree with is, an ounce of mother is worth more than a pound of preacher. And, uh, and I totally agree with this. I learned this as a kid because my mother... She uh, she had an ounce that definitely knew how to pound. Uh, I don't know how y'all's mother was, but mom, she carried a big stick. And so the, as I look through this, I look through Scripture, I begin to realize, you know, one thing that we really do need is we need more and more women. And dads, just to let you know, we're getting to y'all in a few weeks. But we need more and more women to rise up and to become great moms to be great leaders for their children. Now, in our Scripture, we're going to see that there's this man. He was known as King Lemuel. And from the Scripture we're looking at today, we are going to see him sharing with us some qualities that make up a good woman. And these are qualities that come from Scripture. This book's written you know, a couple thousand years ago. But even though it's written a couple thousand years ago, it is still very relevant for today. And it's important for us to pay attention to see what the Bible has to say about women. And eventually, in the next couple of weeks, we'll see what it says about men. So if you have your Bible, look with me in Proverbs chapter 31. We're going to look in verse number 25 in a few moments. Uh, If you're curious as to where that is, go right to the middle of your Bible. You ought to hit Psalms, the book of Psalms, and then go right. It's the very next book. And so Proverbs 31, verse number 25. Uh, Some scholars believe that King Lemuel, who's the guy that's being talked about here, is actually King Solomon. And uh, King Solomon, in this the scripture that we're looking at today, his mother was sharing with him some advice. Uh, sharing with him some advice on what kind of a woman that he needed to have in his life. Now, again, this was written a long time ago, but it still it still works for us today. Uh, statistics show that Americans, 90% of Americans, are going to end up getting married. Uh, that would mean that probably most everyone in this room today is, they, they have been married, they're going to get married. Uh, you know, over 90%, or you are married. And so over 90% of us. So this scripture is very pertinent for us today, and we need to pay attention to it. So what does it teach us today? Well, it's going to share with us several different qualities that make up. A good woman. And again, just to let you know, I'm not the one who's sharing with you what a good woman is. But the Bible is. So what does the Bible have to say about some qualities that make up a good woman? The very first one I see in our text today is she will be clothed with good character. She will be a woman of character. In verse number 25 in our text, it says strength and honor or strength and dignity are her clothing And she can laugh at the time to come. Now, we're going to focus in on the very first part of verse number 25. And the question that I have for you that I want you to think about is this. What is it that makes a woman beautiful? Now, guys, I don't want you to answer. Okay, now what is it that makes a a woman beautiful? I think for most guys we think, well, she's got to be good looking, right? Uh, that the most important quality in a woman is the way that she looks. Uh, the most important quality in a woman is the, the way that she, you know, the, maybe the way that she conducts her, herself, the way that she treats me. Now, I'm all for that stuff. I'm all for good looking people. You know, I'm all, for, I'm all for people looking good and dressing well. But I want to tell you this the most important quality in a woman is, is not her looks. You know what it is? Bible says it's her character. If you look in verse number twenty five, it points out that a great mom, and for that matter, a great person, will wear character as their primary garment. And I, and I hate to say this, but, but that does that, that is something that does not seem to be uh Express too often with our young people. And, and you might say, well, how, how can you say that? Well, the reason why is because we've had generation after generation of people who are coming up who are lacking character in their lives. Jo, jo, the Josephson's uh, Institute on the Study of Ethics found this they found that two thirds of students cheat on their exams. Found another third have stolen something in the past year. Another third say that they will lie on their job application. That's not, that's not, those aren't things of character there. Now, mothers, what do we need? We need, and ladies, what do we need? We need women who are willing to set the example of being a person of character for their children. And as I look at verse number 25, it it, it expresses how to do this. It says that she will be clothed with honor and with dignity in her life. Now, if those things are so important, then why is it that so many people struggle with being people of character in their lives? And very simple, I think it's because it's hard to do. You know, if you're going to be a person of character, it means making hard choices. It means determining in your life, you know what, I'm not going to live for me, but instead what I'm going to do is I'm going to live according to God's Word and what God teaches. And sometimes God's going to teach stuff in here that I don't want to do. If I want to be a person of character though, I'm going to step aside and say, Lord, what you want and not what I want. Is that easy to do? Absolutely not. Does it involve sacrifice to be a person of character? Definitely. I read a story about uh, the guy. Uh, it was a couple of years ago. There's this guy that was the mayor of a town in Kansas called Latham, Kansas. And after he'd been mayor for a while, he began to wonder how much of an honor is it really for me to be mayor. And the reason why is because he was the election was coming up, and nobody signed up to run for mayor. Nobody wanted the job. So this guy's like, "Oh my gosh, I might get reelected." And he didn 't want to be reelected because everybody hated the job. it was an unpaid position, it's a really small town, and uh, the one government employee they had was if he didn't show up for work or if he got sick, the mayor had to, had to fill in for him, and he had to fill in, and, and this is a small town that meant he had to check the meters, the parking meters, and he had to mow. so I mean everybody's like, "Oh great, who wants to be mayor?" And so nobody ran. There was only 17 people who voted in the election. And the guy was praying he would not win. Now one guy said, I didn't vote for him. He said, I hope he doesn't take it personally. He said, but I didn't vote for this guy to be mayor again because I didn't think he ought to get stuck with the job for another four years. Now, sometimes we can view being a parent or being a mother as a job that we get stuck with. Let me tell you something, it is a job where you can make great changes and impacts in the life of the people that live with you. Now, what kind of a characteristic, what kind of a quality makes up a good woman? I look at our text, it says she's going to be clothed with character. Where does that character come from? It comes from this book right here. It comes from Scripture, being obedient to the leadership of God. But whenever I look into the Bible as well, I see another quality of a good woman. This is, this is probably my favorite point of today. It says another quality of a good woman, and I think this should really apply to all of us, is that she is positive. And I want you to look at in verse number 25 again. We're going to focus on the second part of verse 25. It says, strength and honor are her clothing. And I love this verse here. It says, and she can laugh at the time that is to come. I want you to notice the last part of that verse. It says she's able to laugh at the days to come. You know what that signifies to me? She's not negative. She doesn't look at the future and say, man, the world just looks terrible. She doesn't look at the future and say, we don't have any hope. And she becomes upset, and she becomes frustrated. The point being made here is she is a person who has her attitude in check. She has it under control. She is optimistic about the future. Another translation of that verse in verse number twenty five, and that she's able to laugh at the future. And I really like this. It says, She smiles at the future. That, isn't that positive? That is, that's a cool verse. I don't know if you like it or not. I really like that verse. She smiles at the future. Now you might say, how in the world can anybody smile at the future? And you can say, obviously the guy who said this has not watched the news lately. Have y'all? I mean, y'all watch the news? Isn't it a joy? I mean, you sit there and you watch the news. You think, "Oh my gosh, this is awful." I watch every morning. I get up and I watch, uh, I watch Morning Joe on MSNBC. I watch a little bit of Fox News, and it doesn't matter what persuasion you have. You watch it and you just come away depressed, and you think, "Whenever I get to work, I'm just going to jump out of a building because there is no, there's nothing to look forward to in the future. We're just, it's terrible. How can I be a person who's positive about the future?" Positive people are much better to be around than negative people. Uh, Zig Ziglar is a motivational speaker. I like this little statement. He said, whenever I go fishing, he said, every time I go, I always bring along a jar of tartar sauce. Now, you yeah, like that? That's a guy that he's planning on catching fish. I he's mean, a positive guy. But as we live in our world, how in the world, yeah, how in the world can we be positive in a world like we live in today? Whenever you think, man, I'm af- I'm afraid just to go outside sometimes. How in the world can anybody be positive in the world that we live in today without being on drugs? I mean, you know, how in the world can that happen? Let me tell you how it happens. It's because we know who our God is. And what kind of a God do we have? Well, in, in Romans 8, 28, it says, "...and we know that God works all things together for good, for those who love Him and have been called according to His purpose." as we begin to understand that we have a God who is under control, then we're going to be able to live out what Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says. It says, You are to trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding, and in all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will make your paths straight. Guys, the future doesn't always look too bright. But let me share something with you. The fact of the matter is, those who are clothed with character and follow the Scripture and trust in this God, understand that the future holds something special for a people of God. And that is that there's going to be a day when God says, when Christ says, I'm coming back for my people and I will bring them to be with me in heaven. And whenever you have that perspective, you know what you're able to do with the future? You're able to smile at it. Knowing that God is good. And we need to teach our children that God has a future for us. Now what, is it, what are some qualities that make up a good, a good woman? She's clothed with character. She's positive. And this is the third thing I want you to see. Another quality of a good woman is she's an influencer, a person of influence. In verse 27 it says she watches over the activities of her household and is never idle. And her sons rise up and call her blessed and her husband also praises her. Mothers, you should find your your role, you should find fulfillment in your role that God has given you. God, if you are a mother, God has given you one of the greatest roles that there is, and that is you have the opportunity to impact the lives of the people that live in your home for God. Now I know some of you and you're tremendous some of you ladies are, man, you are sharper in attack and you're tremendously gifted. You're great business people. You're great at you're great at hospitality. You are you're sharp in your relationships. All these great things. let me tell you something. You can do all of those things, but if you are not a success in the home with your kids and with your spouse, you are not being all that God wants you to be. Now, I really believe this. I believe that every person wants to look back on their life and say, you know what, my life mattered. My life counts. I mean, don't you, don't you desire, when it really comes down to it, don't you desire that when you look back on your life, that you say, you know what, my, my life matters. Do you all desire that? Just nod. Yes. I mean, we want our life to count. If you want your life to count, it will count most with the people you live with. Now, the guy that this is being written to, Lemuel, probably Solomon, his mother had a great influence in his life. She said, Solomon, this is the kind of woman you need to be looking for in your life. And it was because of his, her guidance and instruction in his life. You know, Solomon grew up to be the greatest king Israel ever knew. The empire expanded under, under uh, Solomon more than anybody else, any other Jewish king. He was known as the wisest king who ever lived. He was known as the wealthiest king of his time. He is the king who ended up building the temple that was in Jerusalem. How did it all come about? It came about because he had family who invested their lives in him and who encouraged him. Mothers, fathers for that matter, one of the greatest things that you can do is influence your children. The way you influence your children is you encourage them. Encourage them. There's going to be a day when our children are going to grow up. They're going to leave the house. They're going to be on their own. And that's why it's our responsibility right now to be telling our children, you know what? God loves you. God's going to be with you. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. you need to let your kids know that God will never leave them nor forsake them. We need to encourage. Mothers, you need to encourage. If you want to influence your children, you encourage your children. Let me share with you some important statements made about encouragement. I really like these. George Adams called encouragement. He said, it's oxygen to the soul. William Ward said, flatter me. I like this one. He said, I may not believe you. He said, criticize me. I may not like you. Ignore me. I may not forgive you. Here's my favorite one. He says, you encourage me. He said, I will never forget you. There's a psychologist that did some studies about how long people could withstand pain. And so what they did is they had two, two test groups. One group, uh, both groups put their feet in ice cold water. And they wanted to see how long they could endure having their feet in cold water. One group had a, uh, a group of people that were around them encouraging them. Saying, you can do it. Hang in there. I know the water's cold, but just hang in there. The other group didn't have anybody encouraging them. Nobody was with them, they're by themselves, stuck their feet in the cold water. Here's what the study results, the test results came back as. It's really interesting. The people who had encouragers were able to keep their feet in the cold water twice as long as the people who had no one encouraging them. Is encouragement important? Being that kind of an influence for life for your child, you better believe it. Because let me tell you something, when our kids leave, they're going to, they're going to encounter a very tough world. And there's a lot of people that have grown up without any encouragement whatsoever, without any knowledge that there's a God that is with them. And so whenever they face trials in their life, first instinct they have is to give up and quit. Whereas whenever we encourage our children, whenever they face struggles, they can hang on to the fact that there's a promise that God will be with them. That makes up a good woman. She's close with character, she's positive. She's an influencer, and that's the last thing I want you to see. Whenever she has these things in her life, uh, children and husbands have a responsibility. She is to be praised. Verse 28 says, her sons rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also praises her. Whenever it comes to Mother's Day, you know, I, every once in a while I can be a smart aleck. That's shocking, I know. And so somebody asked me the other day, said, so what are you getting Emily for Mother's Day? Like I said, I ain't getting her nothing, she ain't my mother. So I just always think that's a funny little joke and nobody else thinks it's that funny. And apparently I don't either. Uh, but I always think it's funny. But what does scripture say? That's what I say is a joke. I'm not I'm I did get her something. I'm taking her out to eat. Somebody said, What'd you get, Emily? I said I just wrapped a bow around myself and said, Happy Mother's Day. Uh, but what am I what am I getting Emily? I am to praise her. Now here's here's my question for you. What does what blessed mean? If, you've been, if your mother's been a blessing to you, what does blessed mean? Blessed means one who trusts the Lord. And if you've been blessed with a mother like this, if you have a wife who is like this, who loves God and serves God, you know what your role is? Your role is to rise up. And this is for you two children, is to rise up and to call her blessed. How you know, do I, I do that? Love her. Take care of her. Now some of you guys, you're saying, "Well, we're gonna we're gonna do that today. I'm taking my I'm taking my wife out to Five Guys after the service is over, and then you know, I, and I've got her a nice little gift. And that's great. Yeah, you know, that's a great thing to do. Take care of your wife, make her day seem kind of special. I and mean, we, we want to do that. But I want to encourage. And this is not y'all. This isn't biblical. I'm not talking from scripture. Now, this is my word of encouragement for you that I think would be a good thing for us to do. If you have a mother or a wife that just loves God. Let me encourage you. Why don't you take time today to to rise up and call her blessed? Why don't you write her a note. When you get home today, write her a note. Just say, I just want to thank you for being a mom. Thank you for being a wife that loves Jesus. I, I want to thank you for the way you love our kids. I want to thank you for the way that you love me. I want to thank God for you. Because God sent you into my life. You see, that's a responsibility. Now, it is biblical that we are to rise up and to praise our spouses. And that don't, you know, don't, don't think, that's a good idea, not do anything. Because I think what a lot of us do is we, we have some good ideas, we just never follow through on them. We need to recognize the people that God sends in our lives who are blessing us. Rise up and call her blessed. You know, we need great moms today. Now, are you a great mom? Do you want to be? you a great woman. What does the Bible say about the qualities of a great woman? So says she's clothed with character, she's positive, she's an influencer. If you do these things, you are to be praised.